So hello, beautiful people. So tonight we are with our amazing guest, Clifford Starks. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a former UFC and Bellator fighter. He has also a degree in kinesiology from the Arizona State University, where he was also a high-level uh, wrestler. Clifford uh, is also a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and in the present days, Clifford is helping people to become the best version of themselves with this program that helps people to be mentally, physically, and spiritually healthy. To end, Clifford has also a YouTube channel where he shares his message. Hello, Clifford, how are you today? Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you for having Thank me on. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm doing well. Is Thank you. How about yourself? Going with, yeah, I'm well with this situation. How are you, you doing with the current situation? Yeah, things, things are good. Things are good, you know, under the circumstances. Okay, perfect. That, yeah, that we have to see like that. So I want mm -hmm. to start, as always, from the beginning. I want to know a little bit, like, if you can tell me a little bit about you and about your childhood until the present days, please. Yeah, so um, my, I'm a person of action. Okay. And I became a person of action because I just, I had a couple opportune, I call them opportunities now. I didn't think they were opportunities at the time that really supercharged me to move my life forward, you know, and live as fully as I could. So when I was five years old, my grandfather passed away and I got to see that. And it reminded me like, okay, we're not here forever. We're not going to be here forever. We come and we go. And so it's up to us to live as a fulfilled life as possible. And so as I've gone through my journey, that was kind of the momentum piece to get me living as much life as I possibly could. Perfect. Yeah, because I, I saw also in the um, in one of your interviews that you, you said it, that you saw uh, a lot of that. Uh, part of that, I'm understanding that it was with your uh, father. I'm sorry for that. Um, and grandfather. 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 Yeah, not my I'm father. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, also, uh, it was something that impacted me a lot. Like when I lose my father, it was something that I, I, underst I understood your point of view. You give more more value to 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 the life that you have and to the presence, the, uh, to the persons that you have in your life. Uh, now uh, I want to say uh, how you start with the MMA, how it everything started. So. Uh, that was really about building of the momentum, right? Okay. So I, I, I actually made a YouTube video about this, and I speak about how I was a little chunky kid, and I just didn't want to be chunky anymore. Like, I just wanted to be in shape. And so I had the desire and, and the attitude to really make that a reality. And after we overcome one barrier, we can't stop overcoming barriers. You know, it's just, it's in our blood. And when we do that, it really, when they talk about shining to allow others to shine, okay, that's what it is. 
It's not something that can completely be explained. It has to be experienced. Okay. And so when I take people through my journey, I want them to have such an experience in their greatness that they say, you know what? I want to go try and live my life fully too. So MMA was just another piece of a, a, a very difficult thing to conquer. It was very hard. It was a difficult sport. I was fighting against another human being who had similar skill sets, similar strengths, similar beliefs, similar mindset. And when you have that, you just get yourself better. And that, that's why I wanted to see, I want to see how far I could take this. And, and I took it very far. You know, I wanted to win that belt. Like every, every fighter does, every, every good fighter, they want to win the belt, but it doesn't always happen that way. But you go in and you give your best. I call it, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of HILA. No. So it stands for high intention, low attachment. So when you go all in on something, you go all in on that motherfucker, like as much as you can. You okay. deep dive. And if you don't get it, at least you tried and you learn from the experience that you tried. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Or we win or we learn. Like, it's like yeah. that. And also, I listen to you talking uh, a lot about Memento. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What it means for you? So, I honestly didn't realize it was that powerful of a word, to be completely honest. I was working with a kid who was dealing with drug addiction. Okay. And I told him he needed to get his momentum right. And I thought I talked I talked to him like if you have a car, right, and it's going in reverse, and you try and put hit the clutch and go forward, it's just it's too much friction and it's just gonna spin the tires out, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to first stop the car and then start going the other direction. And I was telling him how important momentum is. I say you don't just you don't disrespect momentum, you figure out how to use momentum. And so you make your momentum your best friend. And it really clicked with him. And I held on to that word ever since, because I was like, wow, that's, I guess that's a much more powerful word than I would have realized it would have done, because it helped him through his drug addiction. It's perfect, man. And it is, it's a, it's a really, at least for me, it stays in my mind. How are you, Tyson? Yeah. Love you too, buddy. So also, I love one of your sentences that uh, I think you use it, and you, I want that you talk a little bit more about that. If knowledge was all it took, everyone would have six pack, and it will be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. It's I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. You know, like it's um, people do a lot of talking. You know, just a lot of talking on how to lose weight, how to get in shape how to get rich, how to do all of these things. And the talking really doesn't make it real. Yeah, you could know about it, but if you're just talking about it, it's not very real to you. And if it's not very real to you, you're kind of taking your authenticity away as an individual. You know, go live your life. You can't tell a person how to show up in their life if you're not showing up in your life. And I don't care how great your advice is. If you don't show up in your own life, Don't tell other people how to show up in theirs. Exactly. Perfect. Should, uh, like, I think like knowledge, it's important, but if it's not applied, what is the point of it? It's, I think it's, it's, it's the summary of it. 
so now I want to talk like I know that uh, you like also Napo Napoleon Hill. Um, can we say now that you found already your burning desire? Yeah, it's funny because um, it's something you're always practicing and you have to be careful because there's so much noise in the world. And so the world will tell you what's nice and what's not nice. But that's why I came up with six principles that I really follow through with and I stick on to stay in my power zone. Because when I'm in my power zone, I can get the things done that I need to get done. And what, what they are, the six, the six principles? Can you tell me, please? Yeah. So the first principle is to find your clarity and think big and feel big. You know, what, are, what do you want when you have an idea of what it is that you want? Then how big can you think and how, how much can you feel that thing that you're trying to get to? Right. The second stage is effective planning. Because people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. And we look at plan and sometimes it's seen as this dirty word and like, oh man, but I just, I want to wing it. Like, no, you can't really wing life. I mean, you could and you probably only get lucky from time to time. And so an effective plan actually makes it where you can do more with less. It's not like you have to get up every day to plan. It's a habit, just like anything else. When you implement the habit, you get better at doing it. So you might as well learn how to do it because it's going to help you move forward in your life. And then the third is passionate action. And what passionate action is, when you have your big thoughts, when you have your big feelings, when you have your clarity, and you, and you put that together with an effective plan, you will passionately act because you know what you're acting towards. And so you'll passionately do the things that you need to do but you have to go through those first two steps before you get into the action. Okay. Because a lot of people are like, oh, just do it, just do it, and do that. Like, no, you have to figure out why you're doing what you're doing. My, my doing what I'm doing isn't going to work for your doing what you're doing, just like anybody else is doing what they're doing. Figure out why you're doing what you're doing, and then it will become effective. And then the fourth is have faith. And, and faith is that piece. Okay, buddy. Daddy's on a podcast. The fourth, the fourth is that have that intense faith. And the reason you have faith is when things are working together in our head, we want to believe that when we try something, it should work out right away. It doesn't work. It never does. And we are... We are conditioned to believe that there's this system that will make it, make it so. There is no system. You have to work the system until you get better at the system. And when you get better at the system, that's when things start coming together. And that's why you have to have that faith to know you're going to fall over. You're going to fail at this thing that you're trying, but you're going to get better at it. And you're going to get better and better and better. And you can't stop those other three. Don't start thinking small. Don't stop planning. Don't stop the passionate action. It's working. It's just a process that you have to go through. And that's where I say, have that faith. Keep pushing. And the fifth one, take responsibility. And I purposely leave the fifth one as the fifth instead of the first because a lot of 
in the personal development world, like we talk about, uh, Napoleon Hill doesn't particularly do this, but there are some who specifically talk about taking responsibility, right? That's their first step. I want a person to feel empowered. I want a person to feel unstoppable. I want a person to feel like they can break through barriers and then I will have them look at themselves. That's when they're going to look at themselves because it gives them the power to say, now I can look at this shit that I've done. I can look mm -hmm. at the things that I've created and now I can do something with it because I believe in myself to be able to do something with it. And so that's why I say that's the fifth. You wait on that one. You build to that one. And the sixth stage is really mastery. And that's the greatness within. That's my secret sauce is saying you are strong in all areas of your life. Because we talk about right now, people look at me and they say fitness coach, mm. right? And it's like, oh, that guy's a fitness trainer. Oh, he's a fitness coach. Oh, he's a personal, personal coach. And it's like, no, I'm a man who's been married for 13 years. I have a kid who's going to be four. You know, I'm a husband, a father, an athlete, a fighter, a believer, a dreamer, a person who makes money. You can have it all. You can have all things. But we get caught up into in order to get one thing, you have to let go of another thing. That's not true. There's a story of a donkey and it's, it's <clears throat> debating on whether to eat the hay or drink the water. And it goes, ah, if I, if I eat the hay, I'm going to be thirsty. And if I drink the water, I'm going to be hungry. Like, what do I do? And the donkey ends up dying, not realizing it could just do one and then the other. It's not to say make your life perfect right away, but it is to say, if you focus on one thing, what are, what are you missing right now? Is it your health? Is it your finances? What's going on in your life? Is it your relationships? All right, let's focus in on that piece and then we'll move to the next piece. We don't have to make the magic come together all at one fell swoop. It won't work. You'll just do a whole bunch of half-assed stuff. And when you do half-assed stuff, you'll get half-assed results in all areas of your life. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, because it's like you said that you build the momentum to go to for the, the responsibility. And I, I love that idea. Also, I, I, I found in one of the interviews, you talk about one story, if you can tell me, about the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean. Can you tell me a little uh, yeah. bit? <laughs> yeah, so um, I like using metaphor because okay. metaphor, okay. it sticks into the head. And when it exactly. sticks into the head, they can take the actions that they need. So it's a story, and it's not my story. I actually read this. Oh, no, I didn't even read the story. I heard this okay. story from a banker, right? <laughs> so I'm at Wells Fargo, and the banker told me the story, and he told me the story from a book that he read. And this okay. is how cool this stuff is because everything's a ripple effect, right? Exactly. So I'm getting ready to share the story with you, and other people will hear the story, and that, that story will help them. So anyway, this um, woman goes to her mom, and she's crying. Like her husband just cheated on her. It's the end of the world. She doesn't know what to do. She's going, she's just lost, right? Completely lost and distraught. And so her mom gives her a big hug, you know, tells her, I love you, baby. Uh, I want to tell you a story to see if this can help you through your process. And she goes, all right. So she takes three 
boiling pots of water, right? She puts a carrot in one, she puts an egg in the other, and she puts a coffee bean in the third. And her mom looks at her and she goes, what do you see? And she's still sobbing. Like this is, she's like, my husband just cheated on me and my mom's, <laughs> my mom's doing like this weird riddle with me like right now, like what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> she's like, mom, I see a carrot, I see an egg and I see some coffee. I don't, what are you getting at? And she goes, look closer. So she looks closer, she's like, mom, please, just, what, what do you want? What are you trying to tell me? And so her mom says, the carrot got smaller in the boiling water. The egg got harder and the coffee bean turned the water into coffee. She goes, you have a decision to make right now. And it's not an easy one. And it's how are you going to show up? Because they all had the same circumstances, but they all responded differently. You can get small like the carrot and shrink and shrivel up. You can get hard like the egg. You look the same, but everyone knows your heart on the inside. And you won't let anyone touch you. Or you can become like the coffee bean and take that situation and become bigger and better than the situation that's presented in front of you. And how you will advise me to become the coffee bean? Yeah. To change from one, one you know, to being an egg, to being the coffee bean. How do you change a person from one to the other? Yeah, to, to being more adaptive adaptable to the situation if you can understand me if it's yeah i i still think um it goes back to my my principles exactly. like that's where i look at my principles and say when a person is hardened people don't want to be around that hmm. right and so since people don't want to be around that we we have this place where it's like you got to toughen up. You got to do the right thing. You got to stand up for people. People don't care about you. There's truth mm. in all of that. There is truth in all of that. People mm. have their own problems and they mm. care about their own problems. I want to bring empathy back to people, you know, because when you bring empathy back to people, both sides can win. You can turn an egg into a coffee bean. And when you do that, both sides win every time. And even if they don't, that's okay because you win because you help someone be something that they weren't before. Perfect. Perfect. Now I want to just to, to like, it's perfect. I would just to, to, to continue a little bit with, with um, the, the question of the burning desire. Mm -hmm. If I'm lost uh, and I don't know what is my burning desire, what is your advice to me? And, for the listeners if you're lost and you do not know what your burning desire is mm -hmm. so i will say this we are creators and we can be destroyers uh, neither is necessarily wrong we need to figure out what we need to do do we need to create good habits do we need to destroy bad habits when we stop listening to all the noise and get really quiet and ask ourselves, what do I effing love? What do I love more than anything? And that is hard because everybody is in your ear. That's a hard, hard thing to do. 
Hey, buddy. Here, let Daddy finish this podcast, baby boy. Okay, go wash your head. <laughs> He's playing with Jello right now. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, buddy. Here, go see, go see mommy, bud. It's sticky. Okay, go see mommy, baby boy. He's a character. <laughs> so what? I, what? No, no, he's oh, beautiful. He's, <laughs> yeah, if you let him on the camera, he's not going away. <laughs> yeah. So what I would what I would say, um, when you're going through that process, you're ultimately going through that process. Get into a quiet place. Okay. Get around who people who won't tell you anything. Or, or there's two options here. Mm-hmm. Get around someone who is trained to help you with finding your passion. Okay. And that's what I talk about with the coaching process mm-hmm. is as a coach, that's what I love to do. I love help people finding their passions. But unfortunately, not everybody has the financial means to do so. And so if you don't have the financial means, that is okay. But get away from everybody else because everyone's noise is going to, it's, it's just going to take you away from your authentic you. You can't be your authentic you around a bunch of people. It's hard to do, especially if you don't know where you're at and you don't have the clarity. When you're strong in your core values, in your roots, then people can't sway you as much, but that takes practice. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have my own core values that I stand by, which exactly. are um, integrity, honesty. Yeah. It's like, in, I got to put that on my website. Actually, I got to remind Eric to put that on, but it's integrity, honesty, you know, empathy, mm-hmm. have courage, teamwork. We work together better as a team. Okay. And when we work effectively as a team, be responsible Take that responsibility back to my fifth step and my principles. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, solution-based. Being a problem solver. Always being ready to solve the problem. That you Finding a solution no matter what. There's always a solution. You might have to look a little bit harder or you might have to back up a little bit, but there's a solution somewhere in there. And it's just about finding that. And so when people get really strong in their cores, it helps them move to where they need to move into. But in order to get strong into those, they have to step away from all the noise. And how you do that also, again, another, how, you, yeah. so, how you go to the quiet place? It's tough for a person who's not used to it. It okay. is. Because people almost want to, they, they almost have this infectious need for validation. If you're an older individual, and you don't know what you want yet, and this isn't to demean anyone by any mm-hmm. means, but you're gonna be more inclined to take on other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And so if you're more inclined to take on other people's opinions, I literally mean, get away from everybody. Like get away from Facebook, get away from social media, get away from the news, get away from your friends, from your family members. It's not gonna be an easy process, it's not because mm-hmm. But if you're being honest enough with yourself and saying, I need to figure me out, figure you out, because when you figure you out, you can help more people. It's not to say you're going to get away from everything forever. It's just to say, when you got the strength to do it, you'll be in a stronger place for everybody else. 
it's like doing a retreat. I will call it like that. Like I think it's like, and yeah, it's amazing because like you talk like the noise. Sometimes it's so much. It's like the information. Yeah, it's really good the quantity of information that we have nowadays. But sometimes yeah. it's too much. We don't know how to process that yet. At my Absolutely. point of view, at my point of view, and uh, I want to continue again. Uh, how to ask? Imagine if I already uh, find my, I found my purpose. I know what I like. Imagine I will put now this case, this podcast, but mm -hmm. I'm too afraid to trying. You know, fear of trying and knowing what you like. Okay, so what I would use with this is I always say it's hard until it's easy. All hard things can become easy if you practice them enough. Daddy's on the podcast, baby boy. Okay? Maybe later. <laughs> so, so when you go from hard, if – one day you know it can be easy if you practice enough, if you get the reps in, hmm. all of a sudden that hard doesn't feel so hard anymore because it's part of the process. It's kind of like the first time you go on a road trip, right? Hmm. And it might feel a little bit weird or uncomfortable because you've never gone on a road trip, but you have your map. And so at least since you have your map, you know where you have to go. And every time you go on that road trip, it just gets easier and easier the more that you do it. And so life is kind of the same way, you know, like, yeah, things that you're not used to doing are going to feel a little uncomfortable and that's okay because you'll get comfortable with that uncomfortable and you'll be at a new stage. Other people like it's, it's like jumping through rings of fire and mm -hmm. only some people jump through so many rings. Mm -hmm. But if you just keep jumping through the rings, eventually you're functioning at a level other people just can't function at. Like, yeah, like we say in the jiu-jitsu, drill, 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 drill. Yeah, 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 perfect. Like, I want to know, to because I know that you, you also talk a lot about uh, the mindset, I want to ask you, how do you describe uh, your mindset? Uh, my mindset is impenetrable. That's come from a lot of practice. <laughs> that's, I believe that's come from, Yeah, that's come from a lot of practice. Like that doesn't happen overnight. But what I would tell you to people, what I would tell people, so have, it's a third, a third, and a third, right? So you have a third of people who are below you because you can coach and teach them, right? Because okay. if you're teaching people, you get better at what you're doing because unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath, like you would feel bad. Yeah. You would feel bad teaching people something that you weren't following through on. Like it just, you should like that's, that should be a human trait. So you have that. <laughs> then you have a third who's right there with you, right? Okay. Who's at the same stage as you and you guys are helping each other through the journey, figuring out what, what uh, barriers to get past, what limiting beliefs there may be, whatever it is, you're hand in hand, you're supporting one another, right? And then there's a third of people who are already gotten to where you're looking to go, right? They've already been there, done that. And what I like is some people may challenge that and say, well, what if you're thinking outside of the box? Well, go to someone else 
who's thought outside of the box. Just because you're not the only person thinking outside of the box. Like, and if you, if you believe you are, then you're thinking too in the box. You just think you're thinking outside of the box. Right? Like, it's just, yeah, the world. So, so, yeah. So go to those mentors, right? A third, a third, and a third. People mm-hmm. who are, have already been to where you're looking to go. People who are right there in the thick of it with you. And people who are below you trying to get to where you're at right now. Exactly. Perfect. And I see, yeah, I see. So for me, like, I'm also uh, really passionate about jujitsu. So, Mm -hmm. like, I see exactly like that. If you are in the middle way, you will help me as a blue belt and you will get help for the higher belts, like the black belt. Absolutely. Like, like, and now I want to understand, like, how the martial arts in general help you, help your mindset to develop. Mm -hmm. How do, do you think yeah. it help you? How does jujitsu uh-huh. help with the mindset? Uh, no, no, all the martial arts, the MMA, the wrestling, how it helps you to become, imp- like your mindset becomes stronger and absolutely uh, like the so, relation between. So I look at people. This is going to be a weird one. So um, hopefully it's graspable. So I think people can be, there's a, there's a scale, right? You have your 10 and then it's a circle and the one and the 10 are much closer together than all the other numbers, right? A 10 is empowered. A 10 does everything in its power to be healthy competitor, right? To do healthy things for the society, to do healthy things for themselves. Okay. Sometimes I lose people on this one. The one isn't a completely broken person. The one is a person who wants to destroy, who wants to hurt, who wants to maim, who wants to figure out and do it in a deceitful way. So people don't know that they're doing it. Mm. Right. And so then we go through the numbers. So a two is a person who's feeling devastated, who's just done with life, who's suicidal and may commit suicide. Right. And then a three is feeling like crap, not so good. And then you have your averages out, like your fives and your sixes, who are just like living average lives. And then you have the seven who's a little like going up the realm, eights and your nines. Right. So I look at life as in where are you on that scale? Are you a 10? Are you a nine? Are you an eight? Are you a one? Where are you on that scale? Right. And so Because you can take a professional fighter, for instance, who they do everything with integrity. They do everything to be their best for themselves and for their community. Or you can have a fighter who's a one who wants to hurt people. And they're strictly their strict goal. And it's not even hurting in the fact of we signed a contract. So we have an agreement. They just want to hurt people. They want to see people feel small. They want to destroy And so the 10 and the one are so different from one another, but they're just so damn close because sometimes people don't know the difference between the 10 and the one. They cannot tell. They'll look at a 10 and they'll look at the one and they think they're the same thing. And people are like, well, no, I would know if some, no, you wouldn't. Not if they're deceitful enough, not if they know the game well enough, how to play it in and just destroy people and hurt people and put people into dark places. And tens want to bring light. 
Tens want to bright, brighten people's lives up. Tens want to empower other people. And so I always say, like, when you get ready to play this battle called life and you start looking at your reality, be prepared and do your best to do your research. Like I even tell people, I want people to have a feel of me by talking to other people because they don't know if they can like me, trust me. Like they don't know. Nobody does. Nobody does. So go do your research. Go figure out if this is a person that I can trust or if this is a person I cannot trust. And if you're willing to take the risk, take the risk if it's worth it to you. Know that you're full empowered and strong and what i mean by that is if someone says that they promise you the world right and they don't deliver look at yourself and say what part did i take in this or is this person just screwing me over because that is happening it happens in our industry it happens in the coaching industry where people upsell 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 and give you nothing yeah, exactly. You talked. Yeah, I saw it already. Also, because I don't know if it's still in the present, but you talk that you give a free session to to possible clients. And yeah. can you tell me a little bit why you do that? I yeah, absolutely. So I'm really big on letting them know if my experience is the experience that they need. I don't feel comfortable telling people like, "Hey, just trust me." If I want them to trust me, let them get a little feel of what I do, and then they can see if it's something for them or not, if it's a good fit for them or not. Um, I do my best, like I said, my core value, integrity and honesty. But the thing is, everyone talks integrity and honesty. Like, I've never seen anyone say, like, hey, I'm a liar. Like, people don't do that. Like, <laughs> to me. like yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no one would ever do that. Like, no one would ever do that. So what's so important to me It's absolutely vital and important to me. Whenever a person gets on the phone with me, I want them to feel like my life is better for having that experience. And if it's not, then it's not. It's like to say, if you want to buy the Ferrari, you want to try it first, no? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I will absolutely. Like you said it. And I get that, yeah. There's no way I'm pulling my credit card out to like, wait. I can't test drive it? <laughs> <laughs> no, just give me one million and after we will see about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, also, I'm, I know also that uh, you talked before about habits. And um, I want to know about uh, morning routines, night routines, your daily habits. Can, you, can, you talk, can we talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah, so I was speaking on mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And saying I have an ironclad mindset. I actually made a video a couple of days ago about procrastination. So I went through a procrastinating state, right? Because we all do. Like people will pretend like, no, nah, I don't procrastinate. Like, it's, it's like a human thing. Some people may procrastinate less than others. I agree with that. <laughs> But it's one, it's one of those things. So I'm procrastinating, right? I'm getting ready to write this book. But in my head, I knew, like, you know you're going to write the book. You know you're thinking about writing the book. You know you're going to do the things that you need to do. And I'll do that with myself. I'll keep it on top of mind because I know my mind wants to, like, get me to wander. My mind wants to take me away from that thing because it knows it's going to have to do some work. And I won't let my, my mind do that. 
Now I will start playing with the dishes. You know how we all will we'll procrastinate and we'll do small things to try and fiddle around and pretend like, oh, well, I got to yeah. do this and I got to do this. Just five minutes. And I, yeah, and I know what my mind's doing. And it knows, like, I'm like, mind, you know we're going to do what we got to do because that's what we're going to do. So we can play this game and we can dance around for a little bit, but we got to do what we got to do. And habits really do come down like we want to do the right thing. Like we do. We just create habits to not do the right thing. We create habits to, and this isn't everybody because there's a, there is a group that just does the right thing because they have the habits to do the right thing. Exactly. So when you have a group that has the habits to do, do the right thing, and then you have the group that has the habits to not do the right thing. And then there's got to be that switch where you're like, okay, well, what do you want? And so what we were talking about is when you get really inside of you hmm. and if enough people get inside of themselves, like we win, like, and I mean, as a society, we all win because hmm. if I know your dreams aren't taking from my dreams, like even if we had the exact same dream, like I want to be the best coach. And you say, I want to be the best coach. You can be the best coach for what you do, just as I can be the best coach for what I do. Even if we're in the exact same industry, with our emotional experiences, with our storyline, with our basis, with our principles, with, ours are going to be different. And even if we had the same principles, like if you said like, well, I want to try this power of six, I'm going to adopt those as my principles. Hmm, you would never have my story. So you'd have the words behind the story, but you wouldn't have my story. You would have to create your own story behind it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And exactly. so when people start seeing like, yeah, when people start seeing like, you are a creator. Like I tell people, I don't think you realize how special you are. Like, I'm just honest. Like, I don't think people realize how amazing they all are. Like when we work together, we win. Goes back to that core of teamwork. If we work together, we win. If we don't work together, it's sloppy and ugly and we lose. And so we get to make a choice. If we have more people who are acting like tens, because acting like a five won't get anybody anything. Acting like a seven won't get anybody anything. And obviously acting like a one is going to destroy us. And so we want more people acting like tens. Perfect. Not perfect. It's perfect. And like, yeah, it's, it's the way to, to advance. If, if, if all the ships go in the same direction, like we will grow as a society. Yeah. I think it's like, it's the perfect. And now uh, continuing the habits, if you have to advise me one habit to start today to, that you think that will improve uh, my life in the long term, which will be? So the most important thing, start with one, right? Mm. Whatever habit it needs to be for you. Get specific on how this habit will help you, right? And then when you get specific on how the habit will help you, observe it, make it observable, something you can see. If you cannot see it, it's not there anymore. But if you say, I am looking to... I don't know, save $10 in my bank account every week. Mm. That will grow. That will grow. Compound interest if done correctly. You put it in a mutual fund. And so you say, 
All right, let me start something small. I am going to save $10 in my bank account. Now, the cool thing is we have something called automation, so we can automate that. But let's talk about weight loss, because sometimes that's a little more harder to automate. So I'm looking to lose 15 pounds, 20 pounds, right? They want to lose 20 pounds. So then you have to make it observable for them. What one thing can they change right now? Not the whole thing. What one thing can they change? Because this is a lifestyle change. If you lose 20 pounds and you do it incorrectly, you are putting that on and then some after you get done. And no one wants to do that, right? So observe what you need to do. Like, well, I need to start eating healthier on a regular basis, right? So you write on the refrigerator somewhere on a sticky note or whatever you need to do. I need to eat healthier. Stick that sticky note on there. All right. Make it easy. Make it satisfying. All right. Make it easy. Get all the bad crap that doesn't help you out. Put all the good stuff that does help you in. Your environment plays a role. And so if you have a crappy environment and you're trying to willpower yourself through this, you're not winning this game. Like you might win it some of the times, but your habits are going to kick in and you're going to eat whatever you need to eat. But if it's harder to get some of that crappy food because you have to go out and get it and you don't want to, and you have some healthy food right there, well then do what you got to do and eat your healthy food. And I'm not even saying not to go out and get the crappy food. You can do that from time to time. Just make it difficult to get to because you'll do it less and less and less. Make it satisfying, which is how good would it feel when you get to where you're looking to go? And when you can really feel yourself through that, it's going to make that process a heck of a lot easier. So you're rewarding yourself with your thoughts, with your feelings of the situation. And then the other one, make it consistent. Like we said, we were talking back to the hard to easy. It starts off hard. It will. But it doesn't have to be that hard, especially since you're only changing one thing. You're not changing the whole thing up. You're not exercising, eating right, getting cardio in. You're just changing one thing. Just one thing. Start small. So it doesn't feel so much to the brain to the, where the brain's like, what are you doing? You're changing our life. You want to ease your brain through the process because when you can ease it through the process, it's just kind of like, well, yeah, I can do that. And in no time, you'll be to where you need to be and you'll have, have picked up better habits for it too. And after I think it's like I'm thinking now, like you said, it's a little bit like one thing it will give again, the domino effect that we were talking uh, before like you start with one little habit and after it will have the compound effect that you were talking about like i think it's, absolutely it's, yeah. yeah i talk uh habit stacking habit stacking because you can mm -hmm. actually stack habits on top of each other you build a solid habit and then you can habit stack it with something else can you give me an example like just to yeah um one example for me, I am on the treadmill regularly. So I usually get on the treadmill for 20 to 30 minutes at least, right? And now I listen to audiobooks while I'm on the treadmill. And so now 
not only am I getting my fitness in, I'm getting my mental fitness in too. And I'm learning and I'm processing, understanding. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And you get two habits in, yeah, stacking the habits, yeah. Perfect, mm -hmm. perfect, perfect. And also I know uh, that you are a fan of meditation. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you which kind of meditation do you do and if you can describe a little bit what is a session of meditation for you. So meditation for me is I've tried a couple different practices. My favorite, do you know who Wim Hof is? I do it. I do yeah. it. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You like it? And it's a little, I, I, it's a little bit hard. The, the breathing part, it's okay. The cold shower is not that easy. <laughs> oh, does it? How long have you done it for the cold showers? Man, I'm doing for uh, like three months now. And but I'm okay. I'm doing now. I'm doing now in the beach. Also trying to do, but I'm like three minutes, like four minutes. I, I'm not like long, long time. Man. I cannot. Okay. Like, I'll re I'm going to rewind real quick because okay, remember yeah. when you were asking, like, how do you get someone out of fear? Okay. Right? Like, how do you get them moving forward? Okay. When they can see the promised land, it makes it a lot easier to move forward. So those cold showers, when you know how many healthy benefits you're accumulating from the cold shower, hmm. it doesn't make the pain completely go away. It's still there. <laughs> it makes it so much, it makes it so much easier to do it. Because you know you're living by what you need to live by to it, – it's rejuvenating. It's great for hormone levels. It's great for your skin. It's great for your cardiovascular health. It's great for your blood. It's great for so many different things that all of a sudden it's like, oh, these cold showers aren't so bad anymore. Like I definitely need to take this. Yeah. So that's what I – one thing that I use. But I'll say um, on a meditative state – Hmm. To me, meditation is just being, right? So being as much as you can in the moment that you're in. And the more you're being and the more present you can be, the more you can take on more things. Like I got my son yelling in the background right now. Hmm. My wife's in. I saw her a second. She must have went back upstairs. All those little things, like I try and stay as present as I can for as many things as I can. Because when I'm present and just accepting, thing, and it's, that's the thing, is accepting, just accepting the present. Mm. And when you can accept the present, instead of trying to force the present, then things start working much faster. And you can do things and be more present, not only for yourself, but for other people too. And so that is what meditation is to me. And the Wim Hof technique helps me get there specifically just because it's really like when I'm doing the breath and I'm breathing in and I'm feeling it going through my body and I'm feeling literally energy coming in and out of me because we, we kind of take our oxygen for granted, how powerful it really is. You know, we can go without food for like seven to 21 days and we can go without water for three to seven days. But you can't go without air for more than a couple minutes. Like, so air, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. And so when you're going through that process and just being in the being and just letting things be, it's a very, very powerful place to be, like for everybody. You know, and it's, it's a work in process, especially now, because now we're taught 
We are we are so taught to make life so easy that it can be to our to our dismay. It really can hurt us. You know, like we have loading loading software and we get to see how it's loading and when it's loading and we have microwaves with timers and we have like everything telling us like when things are going to happen and it's like people it's hard for people to just be like that's a hard thing to do because like, no nah, we got to hurry this up or we got to finish this thing or we got to do this thing over here or we got to rush and do this and it makes it too much and an over rushed individual is a dangerous individual for themselves and for everybody else that they're rushing on and this is coming from a professional fighter like in in a professional primal state that's when things are the most excited and rushed. And even in a state like that, you still have to be a professional, a professional fighter. You can't just be a fighter because if you try and rush through, a professional is going to just knock you out. You know what I mean? Like, like it's the truth. So if, if you're, yeah, if you're just like, I got to go get this guy. Like, yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're going with the professional, it's a wrap. And so the principle, they're the same principles for everything in life. Like sometimes we think, I got to do more. I got to grind more. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got this over here. Like sometimes you just got to drop it all and give yourself a second because you actually get more done when you do that than when you try and rush through everything. And meditation stops people from doing that because they, 10 minutes, it's not even a long time. Like I don't have 10 minutes. You're lying to yourself. Like you're absolutely lying to yourself. You don't have 10 minutes. So you're going to half step your entire life because of 10 minutes. Because that's what people do. You're going to half step your shit because you don't have 10 minutes. Oh, but I got these and I got these emails and I got to talk to these people over here. And you being at your best isn't the best thing to do. Like I would think I would want to be at my best to be able to do something like that. And why do you think that is like that? Why do you think, because I like one of the description that you give, why do you think that we are a microwave society? Why? why do you... uh, it's, I, this is going to be an interesting answer because I don't think it's necessarily anyone's fault. I just mm -hmm. don't think we're as conscious as we have to be. Okay. You know? Like... As a business owner, it's a business owner's jobs to get rid of people's pain points and problems, right? So they get rid of pain points and problems. People's pain points and problems are, I want things faster. I don't want to have to be aware. I don't want to have to think about my shit. I just want fast. So if, if the consumer wants faster and the business owner is saying, well, they want it faster, let's do it faster. And there's no conscious feeling behind any of that. Well, we're all to blame. Like my thing is when we get people a little more conscious of themselves, instead of just consumer and business owner, then we feel the situation a lot more. And when we feel and we get emotional with the situation, it, I think we're going through the shift. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going anywhere bad. I think, there's just processes we have to take. It's just like any process. We have to go through the process and you are either helping the process along faster 
or you're hurting the process or you're trying to slow it, the process down and keep it where it's at. But I think we're going through a transition to where we're all going through this state of consciousness. I hope that makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. It, it makes sense for me. It makes sense. Like, I, I, let's see if I'm, if I can take it. Like, I think, like with the current situations now, we have to talk now about that also. In the United States, like, it's easy, it's perfect. Like, we are growing and like growing. Uh, it's growing as a, a, a society. We are going like that, but also, like you said it, and we are really used to for if I ask your help, you give me the four steps to get rich or the yeah. the you know, and we are used to and if you see that I as a consumer want that, you will give it to like I completely mm -hmm. understand like and like a society I think yeah we are getting mentally strong I think also with with this situation of corona and I wanted to ask which advice would you give uh, for the people in this uh, current situation to get in the mental level mm. um, I would say you're all superstars every one of you you know I'm like I said I'm really big on bringing people's inspiration up And even when I, I challenge people to think a little bit more, it's to think a little bit more because I know we can all do better. You know, we can all be better, myself included. And when we go through a process like that, it's, it's taking the time to be right for you and taking the time to be right for others and figuring out a solution because I'm always going to bet on humanity. I believe in humanity. I know we're going to figure this out together. And I know it's going to take us coming together to figure this out one way or another and to call out cancers when they're being cancers. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just to be like that. Now I also know that you do, and I'm very interested on that because I'm, I don't know a lot about that visual visualization process. How do you do your visualization process? So I say there's three things that people have to go through, like the three types of learners. And it's not to say you're just one specific type. You're going to be a little bit of all three. And there's the kinesthetic where you just, you have to feel through things. Um, the visual, like you were talking about, they can see it. Right. And then there's the audio auditory where they can hear it. And I like trying to put all three together for people. When you can tell the story correctly in a way where they can feel it, see it, and hear it, then it crystallizes for them to take the necessary action to move their lives and their, and their goals and their dreams to where they need to go. Does that make sense? Okay, I wanted I wanted to ask you so like to to give a practical advice if I want to start uh, like let's see I will put also like we can do our jujitsu or oh, the you, like a practice. Do you want yes. to talk about yeah, a practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I want some practical. Okay, okay. So they took uh, basketball players. Okay. Right. 
and they would have them. And this is something I actually learned in kinesiology. Okay. So they had groups of basketball players. One group just sat there and thought about shooting the basketball. Hmm. And another group shot the basketball and another group just didn't think about anything. And the group that shot the, like, don't quote me on this cause it's been a long time, but I believe the group that shot the basketball did the best, but not that much better than the group that just visualized it. And so when you can visualize yourself doing something that can go into the mind. Now the other piece, like they talk about vision boards where you can mm -hmm. put like the vision board up, exactly. right? When we can see what it is that we need to do, it makes it easier to do it. Like they even took a group of um, people working out, right? And they had one group write down how many times they would work out. They had another group not do anything. They had a third group write down when they would work out and the specific time they would work out. And so the group that knew the specific time they were going to work out, were, they were more inclined to do it. And that goes back to the effective planning. When you get really specific and precise on what you're doing, because no one wants to be like, no one wants to be labeled a liar. Exactly. Like, that just doesn't, even to themselves, like that just, that doesn't sit well. Yeah. And so when you can, when you have it, on paper, it just feels more real. <laughs> it's like a, it's a contract. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're more inclined, because you can see it now, then it's like, okay, I got to do this thing. So that's yeah. the power of visualization. Yeah, 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 perfect. I think, uh, let's try it tonight. I think, like, just to see it. And I will see, do you visualize uh, the result or the process itself? Do you visualize, let's put now in the basketball, the shooting or the, the, the like the point or like, or in the jiu-jitsu? So it me. really depends on the individual. Okay. Myself personally, when I'm getting ready to run those damn mountains, right? Or doing some sort of conditioning I don't want to do. Hmm. I would visualize myself getting my hand raised over and over again, getting my hand raised. Because what it does is it gives me a reason to push on something I don't want to push on. Like, no, I'm not going to say anyone because some people like killing themselves. I don't like that. Like, I don't, I don't like pushing myself to a level where my brain's like, let's stop. This is hard. But I, I know I have to force myself to do it, to be successful or even have a, a attempt of success at the result that I'm looking to get. And so since I know I have to push past that barrier, I'm constantly, my hands getting raised, my hands getting raised, my hands getting raised. And so it helps me do those things. Now, when it comes to fight night, I, I visualize the fight happening, it going my way, it not going my way. I, I like seeing all of those possibilities because I don't want to get myself, it would be like, if I told you like, oh yeah, jujitsu so easy. You're going to submit this guy like it was nothing. And then you get out there and you're realizing you're in a, a match and your brain's not ready to comprehend that because your coach was just telling you how easy it was going to be. So that would have been my bad, right? So fighting is the same thing. Like you don't know what's going to happen in the fight. So I try and get ready for every layer of what would happen and what I would do with every layer to make it as best as possible for me.
Well, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I see like it's for different times, you have different kinds of visualizations. Like, like perfect. And you talk in, in a word that I want success. How do you define success? Huh. I have been asked that before and I've answered it. And I don't know if I answer it the same way every time. But I would say success is, is in the eye of the beholder. You know, if a person wants to be the very best, like success to me is being the best dad and the best husband before is being the best fighter. Like when I was fighting, that's my son was kind of the reason I walked away from the sport. Like I had to make a decision because it's a lot of energy to be a professional fighter. And, I, and it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. So I walked away to be the dad that I could be and be present for him when he needed me to be present. And so one person would define that and be like, no, that's not success. You got to win that belt. Right. And then another person would look at it and be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. So success is in the eye of the beholder. Whenever I, I even talk to people, I want to know what success means to them. Everybody has a different thought of what it is. My personal, since you asked me specifically, my personal thought of success is being a stand-up individual, standing for my core values, standing for what I believe in, and continue to be a bright light by living life, because I can't just fall off and stop living life. I have to live as fully as I can and remind other people to do the same thing. Beautiful. 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 Life. Like beautiful. Also, you talk about being or be elite. What is what is be elite and what is for you be the elite? So yeah, I have a awaken the greatness within, and I was I was say I was saying don't be good, go for great, right? And someone told me on. A post and she's a sweetheart I'm, I'm not bagging on her in any way but she said um, sometimes just being okay is okay right and so I thought about it for a little bit and I ended up doing a live on it and I said no don't go for good don't go for good enough go for greatness go for the best like be your best always stretch yourself and so to always stretch yourself is when I was that little fat kid right I'm not going to tell that little fat kid, oh, you could be in the UFC, you could be fighting for the, like, mm. no, that little fat kid wants to lose some weight. So that's great to him. That's great to him. And now that I'm this adult who's got different goals and different ambitions, and I want to help 1 billion people, then that's great for me. But great just means like, no, you're not going to strive for, oh, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. Like, no, don't just be good. Like that. That would be like us saying to me, and I don't want to get too political by any means, mm -hmm. but if we go like, oh, we're all good enough, like things are okay. Like, no, no. And I won't go into like details of what's not okay and what is okay, but I'm yeah. just saying we can do better. That's all I'm saying. We mm -hmm. can always do better. We can always get better. We can always do more. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's it's like it's it's always 
like I love I love the expression one percent better every day. Like absolutely. Yeah. Three hundred and sixty five percent in a year. That's three hundred and sixty five percent in a year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, if if we're all living in an empowered state, like we we just all win doing that. Like for everybody. Everybody wins when we do that. You know, yeah, yeah. And just like and I wanted to do why and why do you think that we don't work so much on us and we are like we are so much turning for the external and not to the internal part. Like like what we have um, to do to change it to i think we're ever evolving and i think we're changing it now so i do believe systems get old and they die out and they get better and so i think we're going through a process of betterment you know i'll give a perfect example me and my wife like I said, we've been married for 13 years. I shouldn't be the same person in the beginning of our relationship. I should be better than what I was. And so should she. Like if that's, if that's a good marriage, like a good or a great marriage, honestly, like we shouldn't be just like, oh, well, we're doing good enough. Like, no, we should constantly try and move forward. So I don't think anyone's wrong in the position that they're in. Like, I just think we're taught to be external because we watch television, we got society, we got all of these things and we're learning, you know, we're learning as we go. And so my biggest thing is, okay, if I can supersede a person's learning and, and the best way to change other people is to change me. Like mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I've absolutely learned. It's so I don't look at it and be like, why don't people do this? Or why don't people do that? It's like, no, why isn't my story strong enough to make people feel that they should do this thing? It's all me. It's not, it's not external. It's all me. So the more I can go, okay, well, what can I do better today? What, what can I do better? Because then it's going to make other people want to shine. Pointing at people and telling them, hey, you should be shining. <laughs> that doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like you say, the fifth point, responsibility, like... Yeah. What yeah, can I do absolutely. to make it better? Like perfect. Absolutely. I think it's perfect. Also, you have like uh, 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 a versus a hero versus the warriors. What is that? Yeah. What is that? That's one thing that I actually learned in my journey. So when I when I lost my weight, right, and then I got into kinesiology, and I graduated. I was going to change the world. Like I was coming out guns a blazing. Like I'm going to, they've been being taught wrong. And I was teaching this thing and this thing over here and everything's going to be good. And then I realized like, holy crap, this is that as easy as I thought it was. Like, <laughs> like they don't just do the things you tell them to do. Like, so the, <laughs> oh, it drove me crazy. And that's, that's the hero. Like the hero has to like make things right. Like force things to be right. Whereas the warrior just is like the warrior doesn't have to change anything. The warrior just has to be. And when the warrior is, then it allows other people to be. And when other people are allowed to be, then, then everybody wins. Perfect. 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 
perfect like now like yeah exactly like just like because i'm i'm seeing also in like and also we have the two sides sometimes we are the hero and sometimes i'm seeing like i'm seeing like yeah sometimes we want to change the world and like we see that we are right and we have the answers for everyone and yeah, yeah. just yeah. you have everyone has its journey now i want to talk a little bit more about your program what consists your program just if you can give so, a uh, the course itself the course. or the it, program okay so i have a i actually have a course running on beta i haven't okay. launched it out yet it okay. should be out hopefully by this monday nice so what i'm going to do is i already have my 15 the 15 women that i'm going to take in the through the course and i'm going to get their results see what they liked So it's see what they love, see what they like, see what they didn't like and see what they absolutely hated. And then I'm going to launch out with the newest course. I'm not sure yet. It depends mm -hmm. how this one rolls out. But I'm excited because okay. once I get some data and figure out how it has benefited them, then I'll know where to take the next steps from there. And then my program, so my program ultimately comes down to it's a once a month thing because i not a huge fan of putting people into contracts mm -hmm. like i like seeing like all right stick with me for a month i usually say it takes three months to get significant transformational change mm -hmm. like for a, a, a significant you will get transformational change within the first month but it's like depending on how much you want and what you're looking for specifically we can figure it out see if we're a good fit and if we're a good fit we move forward and it really comes down to layering those principles out and seeing where they need to be strong in those principles and where they need to practice on those principles too because even with me having the principles they're principles that I'm consistently practicing I'm never done practicing with them I have a coach myself who's helping me through my skill sets and helping me always get better and it's always sharpening my principles Exactly, like always helping you to to improve yourself. Not, yeah, 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 perfect. Now I wanted to to talk a little bit about legacy. Um, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? <laughs> I kind of laugh about that because this is kind of cool that we accidentally did this. I don't know if this is the last question. No, it it's cool not. It ah, okay. Not, We okay. can. I can do some editing. I'm kidding. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I like about it was it kind of goes full circle. So okay, I said in the beginning when I when I was five years old, I saw my grandfather die, and I knew one day that I was going to die. And then I realized, like, wow, if you leave the right legacy, you can never die. Like you live on forever. And so my legacy is going to be one of my core values, standing by my core values, they last. That's what I love about them so much is because they last. It's like an oak tree. You know, when you take an oak tree and you let it, even, even if it dies, it becomes petrified. It's there forever. And so with the right core values, and staying with them and being consistent your legacy will never go anywhere and i want to be known as that person who is like wow 
Cliff did something that was special in this world and will never be forgotten. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I wanted just to, to ask you now. Yeah, we should end it now. Let me tell you, I should have yeah. this question for the, the next one because, yeah, it's really too deep for me. I wanted just to ask you now about, uh, because I'm a big reader, and mm -hmm. uh, in this conversation, uh, which uh, book do you will advise me to read? Like, I've have you read um, Psycho Cybernetics? You are the second. I have to read this book. You are the second. The second interview that recommended me that book. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't. That yeah. time. Psycho Cybernetics is a good one. Okay. 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 Perfect. And why you say that? So it gets into the mind in a completely different way and it gets you thinking like when we were talking about the hero and the warrior, hmm. right? The hero causes friction. Hmm. The warrior doesn't cause friction, right? So there's a way to frictionlessly like you can get achieve the same result hmm. without all the pain of achieving the result. Okay. And that's where it gets kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Like that, that even goes back to my principles. And that's why I say like, you can actually act yourself into anything. Like if you just took the, the third principle, passionate action, you would figure whatever you needed to figure out because you're acting so passionately, Good. but you will destroy yourself in the process of doing it. Cause you'll have to, you have to almost fail 10 times more than the average person to get to where you needed to go. The principles are to make it easier and make it a process that you can go through. What I like about psycho-cybernetics is it helps with that kind of process instead of like forcing yourself into something. It's like even when you get in an argument with someone, right? Mm -hmm. There's a way to, to lead an argument in a healthy way for both, for both parties, right? Mm -hmm. Or there is a way to lead, lead an argument in a very unhealthy way. And you could even be right, but you're not going to be right because if you hurt a friendship to win an argument, then that didn't really help you or the friend. Like, it's just, it's not a good place to be. Exactly. What is the point to be right if you lose it? It's a, not a, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I, I listened that also that you were talking about a new book that you were writing. Uh, can you yes. tell me a little bit more about that also? That's my coach, again, like putting me on this weird, crazy path of writing a book. So hopefully mm -hmm. I'll have it done by July 31st. <laughs> we'll see. Let's yeah, see. yeah, see. we will see. Perfect, July 31st. Yeah. I will put it here because if we put in the paper, it's like a contract, like we were saying. Yeah, so. yeah. I yeah, like yeah. I like the fact that he pushes me the way that he does. Like I love to be pushed. I'm one of those people. It's funny when we talk about. So I talk about take responsibility, right? As the fifth hmm. one. Hmm. And uh, no matter who I'm around, as long as it's constructive, like if they're just being jackasses and it's not actually helping me do anything or be anything, then it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to hate on you, 
because you clearly have your own issues that you got to deal with, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be around you. But if exactly. I have people are pushing me and telling me, Cliff, you can do it better. Cliff, you can do that better. Cliff, you can get that tighter. Cliff, you can, like, I love that because that helps me move forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a love hate. It's a it's a love hate relationship, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's tough love, tough love. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you because, like, yeah, it has to be like if it's just jackass without no, like, no consistent behind it. It's better to be shut up, like, and go. Uh, yeah, absolutely, like absolutely. Uh, now I want to uh, to ask you uh, just uh, to end, where the people can find you. I will put after in the description of the video. But if you can yeah, so um, normally I have them check out my website if they want cliffordstarks.com. I'm really becoming a big fan of my Awaken the Greatness Within Facebook group because it kind of gets them a feel of who I am and what I'm about. And so Awaken the Greatness Within just, yeah, it just really helps them see what my personality is. Okay. Uh, I will put the link in the description just in, just awesome. in case. And uh, also to end, any last advice to me and to the listeners that you want to give me? Yeah, keep hustling, man. Keep uh, asking and reaching out to people. I know you, you kind of randomly reached out to me on Instagram. Yeah. And it's funny because you'll get, you'll get so many different types of people. Like even as yeah. I'm going through my process, I reach out to people and some aren't so nice. Some yeah. are way nicer. So <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's part of the process. It's part of the process. And don't stop. Because you'll get better at figuring out how to reach out to people. You'll get better at uh, what to say to people. You'll get better at what what messaging to give to people. And I ultimately, I'll tell you, uh, do your best to give them as much service on the front end as possible. Because as you move up with some of these high-level status people, I want to see how far you can go. Like that's how that's my whole game. When I talk about awaken the greatness within. I want to see how far each individual can go and, and stick with their passion and keep doing what they're doing. And so when you're telling your story and letting people know about what you did and some of your trials and tribulations are saying like, yeah, you know, I would reach out to people and sometimes they would show up and most of the times they didn't. And then eventually more and more just started showing up to the point they were reaching out to me. It's part of the game. It's just part of the game. <laughs> Just keep fighting. So keep crushing. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep crushing so it. Don't yeah. stop. And, and the big host, thank you so much. Man, guys, yeah. don't forget to go to Clifford website, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook group, everything, and comment and subscribe the channel, okay? Us, and thank awesome. you again. Thank you, Clifford. Vasco, it was a pleasure. Thank you, so thank, much. You. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank keep you. crushing it, man. You thank take you, care. Thank you. Thank you.